You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Volcanoes, earthquakes, glaciers, and tsunamis, all a part of Alaska's geology. The truth and history about Mother Nature's natural hazards explained on The Fault in the Facts with Michaela Clark. Welcome to the first episode of The Fault in the Facts. We'll be talking about whether it's safe to stand in a doorway during an earthquake. If you've lived in Alaska very long, you are surely no stranger to earthquakes. They're happening beneath us all the time, whether we know it or not. But what is the right thing to do when one strikes? Well, there are many misconceptions. Some people say to stand in a doorway. In school, we learn to get under our desks. And some people use the triangle of safety where you get next to something. So which of these are the fault in the facts, and which one is actually a fact? Earlier, I spoke with Michael West with the Alaska Earthquake Center, and he explained what to do when a quake strikes. So you're a state seismologist and the director of the Alaska Earthquake Center. What do you do on a daily basis? I spend my days at the Alaska Earthquake Center, where our mission is focused on three things. Research into how earthquakes happen and what their impacts are. Uh, monitoring which is a 24-7 activity to track earthquakes in Alaska, and then public engagement, which is how do we communicate effectively uh, research and monitoring to make it useful to society. And what is the right answer to this question? Where should people go during an earthquake? I think you'll find pretty universal agreement amongst uh, all agencies and all advocacy groups involved with earthquakes that uh, our our three-part drop cover and hold guidance uh, actually makes a a lot of sense. For that, should people be under something sturdy to make sure things aren't falling on them? We could elaborate. By drop, we mean uh, get down on the floor because earthquakes can create very violent motions. At one point or another, you may end up on the floor anyway. Might as well start there. Cover, which is get something over your head, a table is the most common thing, but uh, there are, you could certainly have other creative solutions. And the third part, hold, that's, that's hold on. And here in Alaska, we get really minor earthquakes and we get really major earthquakes. At what point should someone drop cover and hold? That's a great question because we, we all feel minor you know, tremors with some uh, regularity. Um, all earthquakes are different. And some of the biggest earthquakes that we might anticipate, and if we go back in our history, some of our largest earthquakes actually start out with very modest shaking. Um, in the, you know, when we're talking about magnitude eight 
or magnitude nine earthquakes. It is these are events that unfold over many minutes, and it's common for them to start with fairly minor tremors. So my my point is when an earthquake when earthquake shaking begins, um, you you probably are not going to know. Uh, where it's headed. And I would say, even for relatively minor shakes, I, I, I would act. I would drop cover and hold. I do. So I've mentioned the triangle of safety, getting in doorways. Are there any other misconceptions during earthquakes that you've heard about? How about this? I, I think there's there's bad advice for earthquakes, of which you gave two examples right there. Uh, and then there's better advice. So among the other bad advice is running outside. Uh, intuitively, that seems like a logical, uh, a good reaction for us. But there's a number of reasons why that can be uh, a problem. What are some of the other things that people need to think about when they're trying to find something to get under? Like, what if the desk they're trying to get under is under a window? You know, here, here's the thing. When, when an earthquake starts, you never know where you're going to be. If someone gave us five minutes and said, hey, Think through your different options. You've got option A over here, option B over here, and why don't we write down the pros and cons on a piece of paper and then make an educated guess as to which one's best and communicate that to our family and colleagues. That, that's not what happens, right? We have you know, an instant to react. And uh, honestly, in most situations, there's probably a logical area. I would hope there's a, you know, a logical table or a desk or something like that. And I think if you're uh, moving toward one of those, you're, you're, you're going in the right direction. Um, I wouldn't split hairs about where, which side of the room it's on, whether it's near a window or whatever. There's a lot of, there's a lot of factors at play and we just don't have time to make decisions like that. What if people are in a place when an earthquake strikes that there isn't something for them to get under? I think the key thing is to assess your environment really quickly and move away from things that look hazardous. It's, this isn't rocket science. Uh, a common place where you might encounter that scenario is the grocery store, right? There's, there's, there's no desk to jump under in a grocery store. Uh, but if I'm in the aisles uh, where there are things stacked high around me, yeah, I'm going to get away from that. You, use your judgment. Use your intuition. Um, I think it'll actually serve you pretty well. It takes a little bit of thought. A lot of people do run out of buildings. They go for doorways. How can people train themselves to seek shelter correctly? You know, I play this game with myself sometimes when I'm in a new space and I'm looking around in, in the same way that we might think ahead just a little bit to what are my exit routes in the case of a fire. Um, it's not a crazy idea to look around and say, huh, where would I go in an earthquake? Oh, I'm going to go there. Got it. You know, and then I move on. Um, so people can play that game. Thank you so much for taking the time to answer these questions for me and our listeners. No worries. No worries. West also says standing in a doorway during an earthquake can be dangerous. The side-to-side -side movement can lead to pinched fingers and broken bones. He also says it's a misconception that doorways are sturdier. Many doors in homes are not in a structural wall, and you lose that security. But this show is called The Fault in the Facts, and I'd like to end with a fact about a fault. Today, we start off with the basics of what is a fault. 
It's a crack in the earth that leaves two blocks of rock. When the pressure in Earth's surface gets too strong, the rocks can move, creating a shockwave that's an earthquake. There are different kinds of faults depending on which way the rock moves. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Fault in the Facts. It will be a monthly segment right here on Alaska's News Source's digital platforms. And we want to know if you have any misconceptions or questions about Mother Nature that you want answered. You can email us at streamingnews at ktuu.com.